Now Dumb for having us. Welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. Episode number 38. The Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast are two blokes who've known each other forever who catch up most days in the Melbourne CBD to talk about everything Essendon. We've jumped onto the podcast directly after the most incredibly skillful <laughs> and incredibly entertaining, professional, incredible game of football that ever there was, Scotty. Uh, look, the excitement in this room Off, is... Mate. It's, it's probable. It, it's just... It's incredible. What a win. 44 points. 95 to 451. <laughs> oh, it was wow. just... It was champagne. It, it was, was... It was... That's exactly champagne yeah. football. It was so... champagne football. The skills were on, on display, especially by foot. Oh. Uh, by foot. We would just we just looked a class above the rest <laughs> of the AFL. Just the way we exceptionally just bombed into that 50-meter arc. Targets you know, were hit left and right. Yeah. Um, nobody was uh, forced to run. Uh, like no, no football went over the top of anybody's heads ever. I like they the fact pinpoint. that no one was slipping on foot tonight. No yeah. one slipped uh, on the feet. Um, there <laughs> was, was absolutely no kicks bombed into the forward line to absolutely no one, and none of that ever happened. Congratulations to the Essendon Football Club for the win. However, it's something we absolutely should have done. Had forty odd points. Yeah, so final score, 95 to 51. Literally ended 60 it's seconds 60 ago. 60-odd seconds ago. Uh, it's a win. <laughs> yeah, that's that's called <laughs> super-duper fucko, everybody. That's, that's... That was... <laughs> Look, I thought the best part of the night was the Krispy Kremes that we were having. We... <laughs> <laughs> the Krispy Kremes were were awesome. I yeah. uh, I think the purchase was well founded. I yeah. think on the second one, I felt like I was seven goals up with happiness. Exactly right. There wasn't that much happening in the first one. So look, the first quarter for the Bombers is just one dead set. We're just going to absolutely forget and never speak of again. Um, the second quarter as well. The second quarter, pretty much the same. Um, <laughs> and then I think John would have just walked into the to the team meeting room at at, uh, at halftime and just walked in there and went, "Yeah, huh? <laughs> yeah boys, that, that wasn't great, boys." Um, you realise they're playing with like they seriously. I rec- that I got a phone call from Gold Coast during the week and said, "Hey Grant, can you come play centre half forward for us?" <laughs> because that's how little players they actually have at that club at the moment. And at half time we were down. So somebody flicked a switch at three quarter time and we decided to play probably less Fuggo, would you call it that? Yeah, look, if we talk seriously about the game, the second half, I felt Michael Hurley oh, came out. Him and Hooks. That first ten minutes and kind of said enough is enough. Yeah. And he started clinging some marks. He's taken over ten marks for the game. So and he just he just had a bit more authority about him. Yeah. And Tommy I, Bell Chambers along the same lines. He he decided to um, get some taps. He decided to get his hands first on the ball. Some incredible taps yeah. uh, over the back to Dyson Heppel. Um, and the midfield started to get on, on top. Um, Kyle Langford decided thought, yeah, to get on top. Kyle Langford was uh, was probably our only real class. Oh, look, <laughs> apart, from Devin, the game. apart from Devin. Devin. Oh, Devin Smith, yeah. I mean, another great game from Devin. Uh, yeah. But, Gee, uh, Zach just, Merritt, 37. I know, you wouldn't think so, would Oh, you? man, like, I, I thought he was great in the first, not great, but I thought he was there sort of around the mark in the first half, but then was a bit quiet. But 37 again, see, guys, 37 for um, Zach, 36 for Dyson, um, and then it kind of drops off. 23 for Devon, 25 for um, for Andy McGrath, who I reckon also had a great game. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's going to sound funny. I 
still felt almost the best midfielder as far as handling the handing handling handling the in conditions, English, yeah. being a shorter foot. Just looked uh, like he was uh, calm and in control. Was Kyle Langford like he? And he's had ten inside fifties. Yeah, but so, the problem, yeah, ten inside fifties, which were great. All he, ten of them were crap. No, 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 no. No, he's the one that was actually pretty good. Oh, was he? Yeah, yes. <laughs> which was game as I watched. <laughs> no, he he was he was actually pretty good. He was he actually had a few um, inside fifties that was good. But I just thought he was probably you know, I thought Myers was actually okay as well. Uh, it was all like little cameos everywhere. It's a very hard game to know um, what to talk about. Hey, Scotty, uh, sort the uh, the stats there by disposals. I will sort those stats for you. There you go. There we go. So we got yeah, Zach, Dyson, Darcy. Darcy Payne in the midfield. Who'd have thought it gets 26? Um, Kyle Langford, 25. Andy Graham, 25. Dave Myers had played a big game as well. Um, but, I mean, Michael Hurley, 24 possessions. Um, yeah. He, how many marks did he get? Ten. I'm very blind. Ten marks. I mean, that's that's incredible. He was he was playing all the runoff halfback. So look, it's we're not going to have a massive podcast here because how much can you talk about that game? Because there's look, there's very little. I look. If you had your main positive, that's the fourth game in a row we've won interstate. For our football club, that's 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 actually pretty big. That's a big. Actually, yeah, I think that's really big. that's a big deal. Uh, and you, you know, you consider the Lions game, you consider the Eagles game. Um, yeah, you've got the Suns game. Oh, now I'm going to try and think of the other one. Um, the other one was West Coast Eagles. West Coast Eagles. There was another one. Oh, it'll come to me. Anywho, that's but, um, how that's how prepared we are here at the Lunchtime Catch Up Podcast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, the GWS. GWS. Yeah, yes. 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 So. So, so two of those are good teams too. So that's you know, we've won what six of the last eight. We're going along. It, it, we're probably due for a bit of a uh, a bit of a downer. Yeah. Oh, look, I was worried during the week. I must admit, um, just just some light reports that a lot of bumps and bruises and guys all sore and yeah. and a six day break uh, because we've been carrying a lot of workload this last month to get us trying yeah. to get us back in especially those people like Heppel and, and Zerrett and that yeah I mean, I mean you've even got Heppel before the game starts going to Doc Reed and there's obviously he's obviously there. there's obviously a jab yeah. there somewhere or you know so it's one of those games you fly up if you come away with a 40 odd point win it's what you're supposed to do what you're supposed to do we, we easily could have won the game by 80 points that's probably yeah. the only disappointment this percentage didn't really get the lift that we wanted no to. that's true but I was a little bit concerned during the week, so I would have taken a 40-odd, 44-point win, to be yeah. honest. It's just how it happened. The second half is how we should have played the whole game. Yeah. We, we would have won easily. But and Yeah, we would have won by 50-plus 50, oh, yeah. 50 uh, if we had have, uh, played like we did in the second half. The key half. part is we did step up. We did we did step up the second half, and we have a history of, um, of those Carlton games of just playing poor for the whole yeah. game. So we, we did step up. We won the game easily, so... Um, what we'll do, what I reckon we'll do is um, we'll have a bit of a break. Um, we'll come back and we might just start from the back line, go up to the forward line. Like I said, it's a it's a pretty tough game to um, to, to review in any sort of massive detail, um, considering it was just, there yeah. was a Mount of Fargo and then we uh, we brought it back. But um, might have a chat about um, what the Bombers next couple of weeks look like and uh, and maybe a few uh, player selections, who should be in, who should be out. So we'll, uh, we'll see you on the other side of this break.
Welcome back to the super spectacular, inspiring game of Essendon and the review of the game of Essendon and Gold Coast at the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. All right, so if we can have a look at a few players, we'll run from sort of back to front and have a look at a few of these players. Now, Hurls and Hooker, we always sort of mention them in the same breath. Hurls and Hooker, the Twin Towers, brilliant. Did what they always do. They but, did what they always do. But uh, I'll look, as far as impact, I, I would have probably even given Hurls a vote. I'm not sure where. Oh, about, I but, agree. No, but I he'd agree. He'd be my one, two, three somewhere. Just He had the impact in the second half and yeah. made the statement. So, just chasing people down. He was yeah. taking marks, intercept marks, defending one-on-one. Just brilliant. Hooks, Hooks taking marks, doing what Hooks he does, man. It's a great game. <laughs> it was interesting, Sad. They put a lot of attention in, into him. That's two weeks in a row. Yeah, so... That, and that's his old club, so they had the bit, obviously a little bit of a beef with him. And that's yeah. the thing is that I mean, like the the last couple of clubs have tried to put him deep in the forward in the forward yeah. fifty yeah. and make him defend a bloke leading out and trying to defend, which is smart. But he's he also found time to get off the lead a little bit and um, off the leash, so to speak. Yeah, um, and get out to um, to do his trademark runs, which is brilliant to see. Uh, who we got, Matty D? Now, oh, he was really really solid. Matty D could be holding up the spot of. Yeah. A certain number look, 10, but... Look, I think people get a little bit confused when I tweet about Aaron Francis because I get a lot of feedback saying, you know, you can't drop D, you can't drop D. And I hope they, I hope they got my response. I said, you're right. Like I, my, my thought is that Day's, D is not the person I'm dropping. I, look, my personal thought was you could change Goddard's role is because he, if the coach has said that you know, Francis is not playing be really because of Hurley and Goddard. Well, Goddard, you can play in 15 different positions. Mm-hmm. So if that's the case, you know, I, I would be more than comfortable Goddard playing. On a wing. Playing, yeah. High half forward. Playing wherever field, you want playing on, on ball. Anywhere. Yeah, he can play those fine. Yeah. So that was just my thought on the Francis. I just wanted to make sure people understand that because I think people have the perception I'm very anti-D. And, and I, if you listen to our podcast, we're actually the ones who are, no. sort of, who are actually saying, hey, D deserves to be played. Uh, mate, can was, anybody, seriously, anybody, name me a game of football where Matty D's done anything wrong ever. So, like he's, uh, he hardly ever gets beaten. He's very solid, isn't he? He's, he's very, very dependable kind of player. Hugely de- dependable kind of player. Look, I have to have a moment of honesty for my namesake. Uh, Benny McNeese. Look, <laughs> uh, uh, to say he was out of sorts tonight was a he's bit a, of an he's understatement. A, he's a better footballer than that. He's a better footballer than that. Yeah. He's a funny footballer because when you go to preseason, you see sometimes in the VFL, he looks so much better. and He looks... Quick and hard. And, and tonight he looked like a deer in headlights. Just had no control of the ball. No. Um, just well off. Real bad game. Um, <laughs> AFL standard. We'll give Benny that one. I so, mean, let's give him that real bad game. Um, Connor McKenna. Really, really good first quarter. Yeah, I thought he, he actually all over helped, it. Yeah, he was all over it the first quarter. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's pretty solid. He, he's, he's playing fine. He's running the lines. <laughs> Um, he's automatic 18 for me. His mistakes are getting less, and that's a key thing for him. Yeah. And that's what the, the progress you want with um, uh, with McKenna. And one of the things I reckon everybody that's sort of maybe a, a bit worried about Jake um, Long um, getting caught a couple of times when he was taking, when he's trying to go for runs and maybe yeah. the speed of the game. Connor McKenna is a perfect example of a player who did the same thing when he was first in the side. He tried to run every single time. He couldn't pick up the speed of the game quick enough mm. and he got caught a lot. 
Jakey, Jakey Long's fine. Like he's he's, yeah, yeah. he's going to pick up the speed of the game. It just takes him more than two games of football. And usually, yeah, it's even even with McKenna and and Longy, it's it's also awareness, just your left and right peripheral vision. Yeah, absolutely. Just understanding the people around you, but that you just and learn that you probably, learn that in game time. He's probably nervous as all hell too. So give the give the bloke a, a, a bit of a rest. Um, Darcy Parrish, welcome back, young man. Yeah, look, twenty six disposals. Um, it's just great to get his hands on the on the footy. Yeah, I hundred percent agree. And he'll look. That's a pretty positive start. Yeah, I, I actually can't really remember the time he's got sort of a, a twenty six possession kind of game. Uh, given the game, <coughs> the game was you would say very loose the thing, as far yeah. as defense. Yeah. So it was you know if you really wanted the footy, it was there to get. But, Everybody should take. But a- he did his job. He he was. He actually could have kicked two or three goals. Yeah, I think everybody sort of when we look at the end of this game and all the. The coaches and stuff look at the game. I think everybody gets about ten percent of their possessions taken off because it was Gold Coast. The the, the most pleasing thing when Wusher looks at the stats, he'll see Darcy Parrish has led the side in clearances with eight. Bingo! There and that's go. that's a key thing. Uh, and I think that will get him another game. Well, but it's going to get him another game. But it's going to show you he's a he's an out and out he, midfielder. He's a midfielder. He's yeah. an out and out midfielder. Speaking of which, um, Dyson Heppel. Oh, look. He obviously wasn't right. No. But <laughs> it's not bad when you're not right and you pick up 36 possessions, seven clearances. Yeah, and it's seriously, the guy, can the guy do any more for this club? Seriously, like he's consistently 30-odd touches a, a week, every single week. Yeah. Incredible effort, incredible leadership. Like, he's going to go down as one of the better Essendon captains, I reckon, this place. I seriously. think by the time he finishes, yeah. By the I time think, he finishes, yeah. man, he's really going to be um, he, well Look, respected. he put in, you could tell he was slightly off his game, but he put in so much um, that, you know, he he's just a fan. He's playing just exactly how you want your captain to play. 100% agree. Might I mean, be, you you might can't be, ask for much Might more. be playing, you know, at 80%, huh. but 80%, if that's your stats after 80%, then you're I'll a very good footballer. Take it. Um... Zachy. Look, Zach Barrett's funny. I, I really am surprised when you see his stats. It's so overwhelming. Like 37... Yeah, I didn't think that. Yeah, a lot of little chip kicks. It, it didn't feel like he had like an overwhelming impact. But nobody have nobody had a good boot like, no, in no, today's no. game. Nobody had a good boot. It, it wasn't like your typical Zach Merritt. Like, normally, if you Zach Merritt gets the ball that much, it's like really damaging. Oh, and he's hammered people. And you really feel his influence. But yeah. it kind of, you knew he was playing an okay game, but you just never thought he was... The one of your stars. Yeah, absolutely. But I could be wrong. People might be chucking their. But this is things. Yeah, Scotty, Scotty and Grant. What are you talking about? He was right now? Yeah. He's obviously very good. But it's maybe maybe we're a little bit on the how much highly we think of him. But yeah. it felt like he had a really good game. But the stats tell you he had like an A grade elite game. But but I'm going to say, yeah, but that's the, that's the thing is those those players. Like you would they have rack up yeah. thirty seven. You would have felt time. McGrath had the ball just as much. Yeah, I, I, when I said but, to you yeah. at like at the end of half time, damn. Um, Andy McGrath's got to be having 20 high 20s by now. And what did he end up with? Andy McGrath, 25, only 25 yeah. right? So I would have thought he'd had the ball more than um, than Zeret. But I think you look at someone like Zeret's handballs, like 18 handballs to McGrath's 10, right? Yeah. So I think a lot of those little underneath the pack yeah. handballs and stuff is where he racks up those possessions. But the key thing with Mag- I'll take it. Yeah, the key thing with McGrath is he's now taking the game on a lot more. So, oh, uh, Andy McGrath's mate. His first 15, 20 steps yeah. is brilliant now. He's marking the ball, and even when someone's uh. near him, he's backing himself with his pace. And I reckon Andy McGrath is officially now a sneaky midfielder. 
Yeah, yeah. I'm calling him a sneaky midfielder. We we started him in the midfield and at the start of the year and everybody went, oh, he might not be the midfielder. So they moved him back down to a back pocket where he feels comfy. But I don't think anybody sort of noticed, but Andy McGrath is sliding up and spending a lot of time under the radar, on the ball and in the midfield. Yeah, well, he's played, he's played at least a month on the midfield. And nobody said anything. Nobody's yeah. gone, Andy's made the, the move up to the midfield. He's just quietly moved in there and he's quietly learning his trade. So, big fan of Andy McGrath. Um, Mizey. Mizey. He, he had a, I thought he was actually really good, Mize. Great um, effort. Great effort. So, uh, and I, I could have sworn he was not playing this game and I had reports yeah. from everywhere that he was not right. So, I was surprised when he lined up but I was kind of even more surprised with how sort of bigger game he had yeah. considering that so uh, all, all credit to him he's had 8 inside 50s as well so Kyle Langford he well you know how my, what I thought I thought he was really really good yeah uh, second half even better yeah he sometimes sits a little bit too long on the bench for my liking I think like he could <coughs> he, he can play more minutes now he seems to be a much established midfielder that can mm. can can play similar numbers to yeah. a Heps and Smith and But I think it's the I think it's the the style of AFL football nowadays where you don't have the same guys playing in the same position all the time. They no, well, you, you, your starting midfielder there. always plays more, but he's just getting to a level that it, where you feel like you'd be more comfortable now. His um, his continued growth is really there. I think everybody yeah. can can stop worrying about Kyle. He's yeah, and again, the club will probably look at will will say to everybody, "See, I told you what we did to him, or what we did, and what we made him earn, and what we the years he spent in the VFL, it's paying off now." So the club will probably say, "No, no, 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 no," but <laughs> hey, mate, if he's if it's what it takes, and he can start playing the kind of games where he's getting twenty five touches and and um and and playing really big bodied minutes in the middle, then I'll take yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. um, Devin the Machine Smith. Yeah, like he's probably the least of the midfielders with as far as disposals, but he's also got nine tackles, and he's just it's it's the pressure he has, and and so many things aren't stats where he just gets a push to a hip while yeah. the guy's kicking. You know, just small things that Effort. aren't, and that's not a stat, no. but actually causes a turnover. One percenters that are worth work, well more yeah, than that. His work rate is insane. Yeah. Um, and by the way, has put the books down, stopped the betting, kicked goal of the year. Oh, man. I'm calling it. I'm calling it in episode 38 <laughs> of this podcast. That is goal of the year by the length of the straight. Yeah, it was a fair effort. Oh, man. Um, what else we got? So we're, what, we're heading towards the... Longy, heading towards the forward line. Um, Longy. Oh, look. The notes I've got down here are, meh, okay. Okay. He yeah. was okay. He's yeah. just, I mean, the kid's learning. That's fine. He was okay. Um, Another late call-up. The poor kid got playing all, all week. He doesn't know he's, if he's going up there to play or not going up there to play. But uh, no, no. He, I thought his pressure was really good. I thought he, I saw him a lot of times, you know, really chasing hard, really ch- putting pressure on the opposition. Yeah. So, I mean, that's what a coach really likes. He's had five tackles. He's, he's trying his heart out. Uh, so, look, no issue whatsoever. No, more time for Longy on the field, which I'm a big the fan more, of. Yeah, the more game time experience, the yep. better he'll be. Uh, Trav Collier? Uh, look, another fairly quiet one for Trav. Yeah, it was. He's had nine possessions. Um, look, I'm, I'm cutting him a little bit of slack because of how much footy he missed. I just personally felt like we may have rushed him in. We, like, yeah, I kind of, I kind of felt like he needed to play a month of VFL. And then have 
Yeah, having okay, right, I'd, I'd right to go. Yeah, I'd agree. Um, so I'm not putting it too much on him. I was a little bit surprised how much how quick he got a game. Yeah, uh, because I do rate him, but it's a very hard position. We sometimes lose that um, with with Guelphie and that. It's a very hard position to get a lot of possessions. That that's kind of high, small forward. Uh, yeah, it's a very hard position to get to to be consistent. And uh, when we see Waller with the same thing. Yeah, um, this is the thing. We all everybody wants to see Waller get 25, 30 touches, but it's just not going to happen, really. No, in that sort of position. Um, so yeah, look, I, I, Collier's was okay. It was okay for me, and I'm I'm, I'm okay. I mean, he brings some senior leadership to the but club. But speaking too. of Waller, that was a really good game. So yeah, twenty one. That's a that is big for him. <laughs> see, every time he every time he plays a game of football, I want to see him get twenty touches. Yeah. 20 touches, I reckon, is a pass mark for that bloke. I think, like, for, yeah, between 15 and 20, I want him to get as a regular and then yeah. have those bonus games where he's to 20, 25. 20, yeah, yeah, yeah. Same. Um, smack. <laughs> he's, he is like. He is he's like Melbourne. It's like four seasons in one day. It's well, but like, that that was the thing about Smack. Is he, he can take he can take a spectacular mark, turn around, just say here, here he you go, kick opposition, the ball directly to the opposition. Like seriously, Smack is yeah. he's, a, he's a great player. I'm loving what he's doing for the club at the moment. But that that was yeah. an example of him as a player. It was interesting, Dermot Brereton. Usually, I can't stand him as a commentator, but he made one valid point on McKernan, which I've had a complaint about. That sometimes. When the ball's kicked in, he does give up on the contest a little bit too quick yeah. for my liking. Uh, and I'm sort of glad um, Dermy said that. Because if Smack watches it again, they usually do. I mean, he'll probably hear that comment from a, a champion for yeah. of the past. And it's just something he's got to get out of his game. He's got to, you know, he's got to have a little bit more effort when he feels like he's out of the contest. It's mm. not always the case. Yeah. And a guy like Devin Smith is that kind of example of where, yeah, you know, Four out of five might might not come off, but that one might be a huge turnover, yeah, or, or a goal for if it's McKernan. Yeah. So he's look, he's having a much he's having a much more consistent year than he's ever had. Oh, and then so he, he's still competing, he's still presenting. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I don't have a complaint. No, uh, but you know we all saw the the VFL on the TV, and you know when Stewart has twenty six disposals, seven shots on goal, and and thirteen marks. You mean those guys now? know that there's a person behind the scenes 100% agree knocking on the door and he's a very very talented forward yeah absolutely so so Iceman Guelph yeah two goals got the ball no again he's turning into Matty D doesn't do anything wrong he just consistently (laughs) gets picked yeah he's one of those players that you do have a kind of reliance on him like when the ball's around him He's strangely for a first year player, you feel very assured he's going to do something smart. Well, he's yeah. not going to make any mistakes. That's yeah, what I it's like not like about a, him. It's yeah, you're not concerned that there's going no. to be a major mistake. Mate, and, it's, and it says a lot about him for a first year player. Just so. slotted in real nice. Um, Mitch Brown, that's an interesting one for me. Yeah, I mean, for me, he got well beaten. Um, it's probably in the first half because we murdered the and, ball, and that's a very good comment. Because uh, he actually sometimes did have great leads, and we've kicked it way too high or oh, just over man. his head. So, well, literally, I mean, just... you you did not want to be a forward today. No way. It was yeah. we absolutely murdered the ball going so inside fifty. We take that in all seriousness with the, due consideration. Indeed, the thing I like about Mitch at the moment is, and I'd I'd love to sort of talk to him to say, hey, Mitch, if you want to come onto the podcast, let us know. Um, <laughs> you and your mustache. Yeah, you and your mustache. Um, <laughs> by the way, we're still waiting on that check. Um, yeah. 
the thing I like about Mitch is that he's the effort that he's putting in. Yeah. I think for the last exactly. sort of five or six weeks, he's made a bit of a decision just to go nuts and yeah. lead everywhere. Because he was, for the last couple of games, I think he was one of the highest uh, uh, kilometers run throughout the entire game. Um, well, the most sprints. The yeah. most sprints, that's what yeah. it was. So yeah, his work yeah. rate is fine. And that's it, you can tell. Like, he's working his butt off. He's not really playing bad games, and that's what's getting him games. Yeah. So he's he's... he's he played on the uh, on the AFL's um, one of the AFL's best defenders. Yeah, and, and May's, May was and, all yeah, good, and he was able to capitalise a bit when May got injured. Well, so yeah, yeah. So, um, but, but again, like he's supposed to, yeah. Yeah, but you're supposed to. So, yeah. I, I look, I didn't have too much of an issue to be honest. Uh, Tommy, Bell, Tommy Bell, we'll, uh, we'll we'll give you some chats on Tommy Bell, and then we'll go for another break, and we'll come back and sort of maybe speak Just about the next up. couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Tommy Bell, I actually thought he got beat in the first half. Yeah, I thought, I thought... He kept getting his hands... The, not I getting thought his, his hands to the ball. I thought his ruck work was okay sometimes. Yeah, the other guy seemed we, to get we his hands on it. We weren't reading it. Um, he's had 30 hit-outs, so it's, he's done yeah, okay. I suppose. The second half, he was great. The couple of those incredible mm. palms down to yeah. behind his head to, to Heppel running past. The best thing about Belly is he is competing hard every week, and he was trying to be dangerous up forward, so he's had a couple of shots yeah. on goal. Just wasn't kicking. Double, double. Just didn't really have his Awful, kicking boots but on. That's yeah. all right. But no one else but, did either. But look, I mean, he was like a like 80% of the rest of the side. Just, just wasn't bad. totally on, but no. wasn't bad either. And it was a bit greasy, and I think up there yeah. it was a bit greasy on well, it, so. Essendon are famous. Like, when there's dewy games, we just don't know what well, we're doing. I think we played Eddie Head. Everything's dry. Interestingly and everything, yeah, now, we we're a skillful cannot, yeah. club. Like, we've yeah. got Waller and McKenna and, and Saad. Yeah. And we've got this sort of skillful team now. So, I think in the real serious... Um, uh, like dewy or slippery conditions or the wet conditions is not yep. really our cup of tea but um, we'll go for another R&B break yes. uh, here at the Lunchtime <laughs> Catch-Up Podcast we'll see you on the other side Welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. Now then, um, to finish off the uh, the podcast today, we're going to go start off with our 3 2 ones, um, and then a bit of info on uh, next week. So, Scotty, your 3 two, one Very, very hard game. <laughs> I know it was. It's one of those games I feel like I need to watch again because to, to, I was like, you know, too depressed for uh, well, yeah, too like just, what the hell is going it's on? It's hard to reward a yeah. game like that with three votes, really, because yeah. you go, "Ooh, that was." Look, I'm only going to go by just the the feel of the game. Who I felt like had made had big impacts. Yep. Uh, so I'm going to give my three best on ground to Hurley. I felt like he was the wall. Yep. And, and he made some statements and was clean with the ball. Uh, I can see he was our highest efficiency user with the ball. So, all in all, ten marks. Great game. I'm going to go the captain just by his will. Um, just more of a, a proud of him uh, statement. He was fantastic. 37's undeniable. Yeah, yeah. So he's he's done everything he could, obviously under a little bit of an injury cloud. So great effort by the captain. I will go Langford as just my smoky because yeah. I've always ah, wanted to put fine, Langford yeah. in a vote. But, <laughs> but, uh, he, he, but he deserved it. He was really, really good. Uh, I thought he was really clean with his hands. He's more assured now around the ball 
um, he seems like he's got a lot more time with the ball, which tells me he's getting a lot of class about him, yep. understanding the the pace and speed. So he's got this. Not I'm not going to say to a Pendlebury level, but just looks like he has a has a lot of time. Um, so yeah, I'm right. I'm happy with that. Cool. My three two ones. I'm going to go with Heps. I'm going to go with Heps um, or as the three votes. Just 37 possessions. It's it's an incredible game. Like he he started off not real special, ended up with 37, and just he's on the bottom of every pack. Captain courageous, every sense of the word. Uh, I'm to I'm going to go Hurls. Basically, Scott and I have just swapped Hurls and Heps. Hurls with the two vote. He's I love defenders, and the man is just the, the definition of what a good defender looks like. Um, and then I'm going to give it Andy McGrath. Andy McGrath is my little sneaky midfielder. That's he's, a fair call. He's sliding up into the mids now and really making an impact and, and having the confidence to be able to turn on a dime and make those first 15 to 20 metre runs. Yeah. So, and probably special mention to Devin Smith as well because he, yes. he was huge in, in many aspects. So, <laughs> Absolutely. Any, look, in all honesty, any of those five, McGrath, Smith, Hurls, Hepps, Langford, they could all, you know... They could all go. You could have had like about three people yeah, with you could one. Put a vote. blanket over it, really. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, so, Ex- by the way, excellent analogy. Thank you. Excellent analogy. Um, so next week, what have we got next week? Um, so our next two games, we've got the Saturday four thirty game next week at Etihad against Frio. Uh, Winnable. Let, let's get a big crowd there. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, we've won six of the last eight. We've won our last four interstate games. You know, we're worthy of getting a big crowd there. Absolutely. We have turned things around quite a lot. Frio aren't playing too bad at the moment. No, they're, they're a tricky side against us. They yeah. can match up quite well. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, in all in all seriousness, we should turn up and win this game. It'll Absolutely. Be, we'll, at least we'll have a seven-day break. We had a six-day break this week, and I kind of feel like we're playing a bit sore at the moment. So Especially recovery, uh, recovery really big. I'd be going to the Gold Coast Beach tomorrow night for exactly recovery. Right. Yeah, exactly <laughs> they'll, they'll, right. I'll be a lot more happier with that. Um, I heard you mention that Zach said... Well, Zach. <laughs> Zarakis. Um, Zarakis uh, said that he's going to be trying real hard to get back for next week. Um, but if not, it'll probably be the week after. Yeah, I think you could tell by his voice, realistically, it's going to be the following week, but he wants to try and see if he can hey. get up for next week. But he's obviously not far away, which is great news because that extra midfielder with a bit of, you know, with a, hopefully a bit of class yeah. um, can can help us out Absolutely. big time. So, And I think another seven days to get Raz. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, Fantasia will be huge in next week. It'll be massive. Again, at, at Eddie Had. He loves Eddie Had. Plays yeah, it he's brilliantly. He's a star there. Um, the game after that, we've got a Friday night game. Now, that's going to be a biggie. That Friday night game against Sydney is, is huge. That's huge. Uh, it's one if of those... If we beat Sydney, man, like yeah. that's that's a big call. Yeah, well, the... They're, they're a team that the midfield usually really beats us up. Yeah, so they're, they're big boys but in there. It, it, it had, I give us a chance. Uh, if we yeah. can get back to that sort of form, you know, with you know, how we played West Coast and Geelongs and that sort yep. of thing. We bring Zara, if we can, Zara, if we can get, we bring, bring that real pressure, Arazio. We, we can win that game. Yeah, so at Etihad, we can absolutely it's win. It's definitely a final for us. We It's one of, a bit of, really is a must win. Yep. Uh, look, just on the VFL, just as we wrap it up. Uh, one point, oh, man. One game. point. Yeah. But look, they tried hard. They're a little bit sloppy sometimes. Again, going into inside 50, would you yep. believe? Uh, I thought Laverde looks really impressive. They they played him quite a bit in the midfield, which was really interesting. And okay. and he looks much more at home to me, to, to, if I'm perfectly honest. I yep. thought around the ball, he was looking really good. Uh, so and, Big game, Jimmy yeah. Stewart. Big game, Jimmy Stewart. Big game, Jimmy Stewart. Uh, who else played well? It wasn't overly... 
I couldn't think of many other. Like Ridley always looks all class when he gets the ball. The boy has some serious talent. Um, Francis, I uh, oh, didn't play yeah, because didn't he was play. on a yeah. on a plane. Yep. And great. look, I know people going, "Oh man, he needs match fitness." I don't mind that because he has played nine weeks in a row. So I actually don't mind because what they do, it's not like he just sits out the game. Aaron Francis. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like um, Aaron just sits out the game. They they have proper running drills. Yeah, yeah, to keep yeah. Him, to oh, keep, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he'll he'll be he'll be um, they'll put a lot of running and 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 gym work into him. The boys tomorrow will be recovering in the yeah. water, right? But yeah. Aaron will be running on the sand and he'll be doing drills and kicks and all sorts of stuff. Yeah, they they have a whole program uh, when they when they miss a game to, to make sure their, their fitness is well up. Yeah. So I don't mind that. His body just gets a week off after nine weeks. Absolutely. Uh, so he'll come in, you know, either VFL or AFL really fresh, yep. uh, which is probably, um, yeah, he looked a little bit tired the, the week before. Yep. So I don't mind that. Uh, besides that, we'll wrap it up and we'll try and quickly get it out for you guys. Now. Yeah, absolutely. We're trying to get it out. So um, if you want to get in contact with the Lunchtime Catch-Up podcast, best way to do it is to get to our Facebook page. Come and uh, have a look for it. It's the, the Lunchtime Catch-Up podcast. Check us out on Facebook. Um, send us a message via Facebook. Heaps of people have been sending uh, messages. We really appreciate um, the the kind words and some of the words of encu- of sort of less kind of encouragement. <laughs> we'll take we'll take them as well. Just be quite frank. Um, but yeah, get hold of us on the lunchtime catch up podcast. You can get hold of um, Scott's Facebook page, True the Red Sash. He's um uh, he's been there for ages, so you can find him there. Um, but uh, look for this um, podcast coming out iTunes, SoundCloud in probably the next thirty to forty five minutes. Yep. Um, from now, but um, yeah, we'll uh, we'll catch you guys next week. We'll probably be at the game next week so we'll race back home and do a podcast after that but um thanks everybody for listening on this one thanks everyone see you next week bye bye bye